Hello and welcome to the GTR News Brief. It's Wednesday, March 31st, and here are a few of the top stories from the world of trade and trade finance this week. Legal challenges against Greensill are centering on its controversial future receivables financing product, which involved issuing loans against invoices from non-existent customers, but was not disclosed as debt. London headquartered Greensill, which filed for insolvency in mid-March after a dramatic collapse, faces a criminal complaint in Germany and a lawsuit from a mining company in the US, both of which relate to products that strayed well beyond the boundaries of traditional supply chain finance. French energy major Total has been forced to suspend operations at its liquefied natural gas project in northern Mozambique for the second time this year, after a fresh attack by insurgents. According to harrowing reports from various news outlets, dozens of local and foreign citizens have been killed or are missing after an assault by extremist Islamic State-linked militants on the town of Palma. The escalating violence looks like it could take its toll on the wider Mozambique LNG sector, with analysts suggesting the insurgency could delay development at major LNG projects in the region. In other news, Standard Chartered is launching a set of sustainable trade finance solutions across Asia, Africa and the Middle East, Europe and the Americas, which it says will help its clients to meet ESG-related sustainability objectives. The bank's sustainable trade finance proposition will see it embed the Loan Market Association's green and sustainability-linked loan principles into its own offering. The solutions can be used to finance underlying goods to meet agreed sustainability standards or to support trade for suppliers who meet ESG metrics. Meanwhile, they can also be used to finance trade in sustainable industries such as renewable energy and transition activities such as emissions reduction. Now we take a look at a major fintech story from last week. Blockchain firm R3 is gearing up to launch its own electronic bill of lading solution into beta, five months after buying the legal framework from Singapore-based EBL provider eTitle. Corda EBL, which will be available for development purposes in early April, is a new software development toolkit built on R3's Corda blockchain platform. Earlier, I spoke to senior reporter Eleanor Rag to find out what stage the quarter EBL is currently at and how it could tackle scalability, legal and adoption issues in the market. As we know, the bill of lading is one of those arcane instruments that few people outside of trade have ever heard of. Um, It serves three purposes, right? It's an acknowledgement that goods have been loaded. It contains the terms of the contract of carriage. And probably most importantly for our purposes, it serves as a document of title to the goods. But because they're physical paper documents, they can get lost, they can be delayed, and they can be forged. So for all these reasons, the Electronic Bill of Lading, or EBL, is the holy grail for trade. But despite numerous solutions in the market, they've struggled to gain widespread adoption. I mean, we're talking less than 0.1% of all bills of lading issued are electronic bills of lading. This reflects three challenges that have been highlighted by the International Chamber of Commerce. Um, The first of those is the need for a technology that enables records to be transferred safely and securely. The second is that that technology needs to be ubiquitous. 
And then the third is that the EBL itself has to have legal validity. So, using a legal framework that it acquired from Singapore-based software developer eTitle and combining this with its blockchain-based technology, R3 says that it has the answer to the scalability, legal and adoption issues. So it's created Corda EBL, which um, instead of being a third party service, it's simply a software development kit that can be embedded directly into blockchain based trade networks that run on Corda. Um, so the beta version is now available for Corda Enterprise users and R3 says that the solution itself will be fully rolled out in June. Helena, tell us a bit more about how R3 solution tackles the scalability, legal and adoption issues. Okay, so this is the fun bit because um, R3, as you know, is the owner of the Corda technology, which underpins upwards of, I think, 85 trade and trade finance networks. So they've been able to gather a huge amount of feedback around pain points. So um, I spoke to Henry Roxas, who is head of trade finance at R3, and he told me that a perennial issue has been that the process is really clunky. You know, we've seen EBL providers such as Bolero, SDocs and CargoX partnering with trade finance platforms such as Contour and Marco Polo to try and stitch together that end-to-end -end process. But the thing is, a client that's, for example, doing their letter of credit process on Contour then also needs to go and onboard with, say, Bolero. And that can add months to the whole thing. And, and what's more, it sort of negates the benefit of signing up to Contour in the first place, right? I mean, if you've got to go to Bolero to get your, your EBL, you might as well use Bolero's Galileo trade platform for all your other bits and bobs. So by embedding an EBL solution directly into the underlying tech of a trade platform, you get rid of that commercial friction. And you also make the whole process a bit more seamless. So that's the sort of user experience and adoption bit. Then there's the legal side of things. Um, so once again, I think we've written about this a lot, but with the exception of places like Singapore and Bahrain, EBLs aren't recognized as being functionally equivalent to their paper counterparts. So basically to make them work, um, they rely upon a nifty bit of contract law. It's novation and atonement, which I won't get into now because it's really complicated. Um, but essentially it's only binding on those parties who have agreed to be bound to it. And you need everybody that you trade with to be on the same application, business network and legal rule book. It's that sort of digital island concept again, the silos. So um, with the legal framework that eTitle developed and, and that R3 has since bought, basically you can enable title transfers by using peer-to-peer -peer technology instead. So R3 say that this more closely mirrors paper bills of lading. And then finally, um, on the scalability front, um, R3 told me um, essentially that because you don't need to sign up to a rule book and because this bit of tech is embedded into the Corda blockchain, it isn't limited to any one trade network, um, trade network or service provider. So in practice, what this means is that for example, a, a carrier, a shipper on an ocean freight marketplace that runs on Corda can issue an EBL which can then be transferred to a trade finance marketplace as part of a letter of credit flow. So that again addresses that digital island problem there. And so what does this development mean for specialist EBL providers? 
How will R3's entry onto the scene shake up the market? Well, whether Corda's EBL solution will push out other providers, many of which have partnered with Corda-based networks in the past, remains to be seen. I put this exact same question to Henry Roxas, and he did concede that Corda EBL is, and I quote, competitive to existing EBL solutions. But then he went on to say that the market's big enough for everyone, and that in reality, Corda EBL's main competitor is actually paper. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GTR News Brief. We'll have more stories from the world of trade and trade finance soon. The music used for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod with his track Loopster, as well as South London Hi-Fi with their track Sunrise Drive. Thanks for listening.